Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say go Steelers! Go Steelers! Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of the Armchair All-Americans Network. It's February 21st, 2021. This is Tom and Nick coming to you from the Sawdust Studios of the Washington, D.C. Outpost. So excited to be together in the studio once again. I'm also excited to have electricity, running water. Uh, not a luxury that I enjoyed last week during my maybe over-caffeinated uh, rant that I gave to you guys on Steelers Outpost last week from the dark with a, the candlelit podcast, basically, at Steelers Outpost. There was an avalanche in news last week. Thought that maybe I should hit a couple of those warm cans of coffee that we purchased to survive in those trying times. Maybe drank a few too many, but hey, we got more news this week and we get to do it from the same studio, which is nice. Who would have bet that Houston or Texas would have been brought to its knees by a climate event? Well... None of the governing bodies of Texas would have bet that. Listen, but would I have bet it? I don't know. But if I would have bet it, I would have bet it. At betonline.ag, football's done, people. But is it really? Is it really? No, it's not. The second football season is here. Free agency. Bet on free agency. Is Ben going to break the bank? Is Ben going to take a pay cut? Maybe they got a little prop for you on Bet Online. Maybe you want to start betting on NASCAR or golf to pass the time until glorious football season comes back. Well, good news for you is that Bet Online has all the best game spreads, totals, team player and coaching props in the business, and they give you more options to wager than any other place online. So head to Bet Online today, use that promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Okay, we have a continuing saga, and right now we are twisted around the axle on this, this cap with all of its implications. So let me just sort of lay out the Steeler situation as we know it today. There is an expected salary cap for all teams of $185 million. The Steelers are rolling over $5 million from 2020. So that, puts them a, that gives them a $190 million cap. They still need to re, reduce what they are currently contracted for by $14 million, and they need to do it by March 17th. If Ben retires, we, take, we wipe that whole thing out because he's going to cost $19 million against that salary cap. But what's interesting is that Ben is due a $15 million roster bonus on March 19th. So a lot of decisions have uh, major implications within the same week. 17th is a deadline to get underneath the salary cap. You know, I guess that, that bonus decision is a fade to complete once they figure out their salary cap. Right. I feel like we've been preparing for these few podcasts for the entire 2020-20 season. Like this whole season was marked 
by this asterisk uh, of COVID, which made the Steelers and the Steelers fans realize, whoa, there is going to be an exodus. There is going to be a gutting of the roster, if you will, uh, come come the next offseason because the salary cap was lowered so much. And we all know that the Steelers and salary cap help. Everybody's been talking about it. We don't need to go over that too much more. But it is nice to kind of look at some of the dates on the calendar and see what's going to happen or see when something's going to happen by it, right? And Kevin Colbert came out and talked to the media. Bit of a surprising interview this past week. He was – I was surprised about about how candid he was with Ben's current situation and whether they want him or they don't want him or what the situations are on how they want him. Yeah, except that Art Rooney already did this a month ago. I mean he did, he did acknowledge true. that they were constrained by finances. And mm-hmm. I think the, the more interesting conversation – I'm glad he's honest about it. And we always want news and information – and then these guys also get kicked to the can when they, they reveal too much information. Like, why are you guys talking about this in public? Right. So this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. But who, looking at this situation, knows anything is surprised? No, we're not surprised. But th- just the quotes themselves are pretty interesting. And I'll have you read that quote just for a second here because uh, we want to see exactly what Colbert said. But before you do, the one uh, sentence that really stuck out in my mind was he gave the old, he gave the okey-doke, he gave the line that you give to quarterbacks you don't want anymore, where he said, uh, when asked about Ben Roethlisberger's situation, he said, Ben Roethlisberger is currently on our roster, which is Jared Goff is currently our quarterback on our roster, Jimmy Garoppolo's, or whatever it may be, which is, I hate to say it, man, but it's almost an, an insulting line. It's kind of coach speak or GM speak for, we're trying to get rid of this guy, or... We need the situation to drastically change. So I'm wondering if this is a strategy by Colbert to put the full court press on uh, through the media to Ben um, to lower his cap number or whatever that may be, which is kind of an interesting strategy. I thought it was almost borderline disrespectful. Well, it's not like we don't think this goes on, that there is uh, there are hints made in the media about players. It just doesn't seem like I mean with the relationship they have well, yeah what's really telling to me I will read the quote it's it's short we told Ben quite frankly we have to look at this current situation art addressed that with Ben's current cap number some adjustments will have to be made here's a big one and we aren't negotiating as we sit here today mm-hmm we've got we're under a month now. Yeah. Time to figure things out. And maybe maybe there's a very narrow bandwidth of negotiation and you do or you don't, and it's not going to take much time. But we're under a month, and we, this is the keystone, well, a keystone to the team next year. A big deal coming up. We knew that there's going to be a $19 million cap hit no matter what they do with them. We've talked at length, especially with Pouncey's retirement and what happened after the Browns game and how bummed Ben was, you know, about where do we think Ben's at on this? Because I, I, here's where I'm at with Ben at this point with the pay cut thing, the pay cut talk. Everybody... You know, there's that misconception out there that people think contract restructurings are pay cuts. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the on the podcast. They're not pay cuts. You just get paid at different times. You get all the same money. That's what Ben and Hayward and AP have done numerous times throughout their career, right? The big money guys. Um, but to actually take a cut in your pay is an interesting one. Did Tom Brady do that on the way to Tampa Bay? Well, not necessarily. He just takes like smaller contracts or whatever it is. But you can't tell a guy to take a pay cut because they have such a small window to earn this kind of money. They'll really never be able to earn this type of money again in their life. And then 
you think with the quarterback, like if Ben says, I'm playing for $2 million this year, and you start off the season, a couple guys get injured, you're going 0-4, and, and he's getting sacked four times a game behind a brand new offensive line, and he's sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, I'm playing for $2 million this year? Like, you don't want to put yourself in that situation. However, if you're Ben, you've played for 17 years already. You have made as much, you've made an insane amount of money. Is the number $2 million? No. But I don't think it's that insane for the guy to take a pay cut to try and keep some players together if he really thinks he can win a Super Bowl. Because right now where they sit, the Steelers are a talented team with some major holes. And they need money to keep some guys or sign a free agent center or keep his number one favorite receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. The team, not because of any fault of Ben's, because of COVID, is in this situation, right? And so I wonder... If that's really the main goal that both sides are trying to get to is like, Ben, you could take a pay cut or I know you, dad, have another option just to to spread out his money. But if you're Ben, why would you want to come back to a team that is hugely flawed and you're almost in danger behind? Um, Like at 38 years old, I don't don't know if it's that insane of an idea. But you were talking about this uh, the other night and how – Teams convince themselves they are contenders for the Super Bowl. Right. Even the Browns did during the, the nadir of yeah. their experience. Joe Thomas came out and said that. He's like, you know what? Every year we thought that we'd actually be a good competitive team, which seemed crazy, man. Like maybe these athletes are just such competitors that they can convince themselves of that. But I also think these guys are they're smart. These are intelligent football minds, Joe Thomas and Ben Roethlisberger. Can't you tell? Like when you watch the Super Bowl, oh, yeah, we're not on those levels. But I guess sometimes they do think that. The, the stars that align for me um, are Ben still wanting to come back, combined with a quote from Art Rooney who said, we're going to try and build a championship team going into next year. Whether we can do that or not remains to be seen, but we're not going to sit here and say, okay, we're three years away. The Steelers aren't rebuilding. That's what he said. Yeah. There is no way in my mind that you can you won't be in a rebuilding mode if you retrench with Mason Rudolph, let alone Dwayne Haskins. I think they need Ben to even have a hope of competing next year. Definitely. Better than even more than rebuilding an offensive line, because we kinda we can kind of cobble together a decent offensive line between Chukes, Zach Banner coming back, um, Kevin Dotson. Center is a huge hole. I know that, and and um, DeCastro. There have been worse offensive lines in Pittsburgh. I guess is the point. You know, really bad. And they won the Super Bowl with with some of the worst offensive lines. So I do know what you mean there. But uh, clearly, the, there's just those are so many question marks, and in, in, particularly after how these guys played this past season. But yeah, I guess it just comes back down to that fact. Like if you're Ben and you really want to try and win that third one, which he really does. I don't know if it would be that crazy to take a big pay cut to stay there. I know as a Steelers fan and as a mass as, as the preeminent Ben Roethlisberger fan in the, in the universe, actually, I I know he can still play. Obviously, the guy threw for 500 yards in his last game. He had 33 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, or whatever it was this year. I've, we're just I'm just mentioning stats without a lot of context, but we saw him play. He can still play and have good games. The difference is he can't carry the team anymore. And that when they didn't have an offensive line, he hamstringed them the same way Rivers and Eli Manning and even uh, Brady did in New England before he moved to Tampa Bay. He has that kind of a, he's an old guy now. 
He's not really ready to take as many hits. So you have to have a great team around him. The only other worry is that he also played some of the worst football of his career over the last six games. Yes, that the rest of the team was equally as bad, including the defense. Sometimes I think we need to take a look back at the season and see how they fell apart after they slowly lost to Pre and Bush and everybody. But everybody played bad. But Ben against the Bengals was, was scary. And Ben in the first quarter of the Browns playoff game was scary. So not only can he not carry the team, but he's, he's, he has wild fluctuations in his play. And I'd be worried as a Steelers fan that he could fall off the cliff at any minute. Now, I think he's actually in pretty good shape. And then mentally, I do think that he's very locked in. And at the end of the day, you're right. It, even this version of Ben gives you a better chance than Mason or, or Haskins or whatever. So if they do want to compete and if he wants to compete, the only solution here is we have a finite amount of resources. You're not uh, uh, Deshaun Watson at this point. He's not going to any other team. He's he damn sure not going to any other team. Let's, let's cut down on that money. And we'll give you a car dealership. It costs me nothing to throw this out there a bit. My hope is that you have a 60% turnover in the offensive coaches in the key coaching positions. And if they change the game, that can support Ben. My bigger concern, even if you have Ben behind the offensive line I just listed, my biggest concern is running back, which is why we're going for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> hey, 700 yards per, per, per year. For four more years, and he can get the all-time rushing title. We'd love to be a part of history there with AP. He'd like Kevin Green. He would be a stealer for life at that point. Yeah, he'd get the record in the black and gold. I like that. Well, of course, they'll be able to snag some guys in the draft. And, uh, man, last year's draft was absolutely phenomenal. And, actually, the past few drafts have been really nice. So you got to assume the Steelers are going to get some guys. But oftentimes those rookies don't really contribute until around halfway through the year. But, hey, you got uh, – you got a lot of other good players on the roster. So we'll see. I, I'm just really – I just can't wait to get some answers. I feel like the Steelers are heading in the direction of building around the star power on the defense. And, and we've talked about it ad nauseum, the priority free agents being Sutton and or Hilton. Hilton probably likely to break the bank in free agency. But if you can keep one or two of those guys, it would be insane. But if you can keep one of those guys, you have a really young, talented Pro Bowl, All Pro type core on defense, and I'm curious to see how they're going to build around that, especially with the Zach Banner news dropping. Whether that was intentional or not, that's from Zach Banner uh, with Tomlin telling him that he's his plan at left tackle for next year. We know that doesn't mean he's going to be the starting left tackle, but we know, hey, that's their. They'd like that to be their first option there, um, and also Kevin Colbert coming out and saying that the tackle class isn't. Or I guess he said the. In- interior line class isn't as good as the tackle class like basically saying that everything that they've done so far is set up for us to be ready like they're not going to take offensive linemen like two out of the first three rounds like we're all predicting um so they might be trying to build around that defense or maybe they do get a major playmaking running back javante williams out of unc or you know the big one Najee harris out of alabama maybe they do go in that direction if the value isn't there in the first round so well, just to round out what you were saying about the defense, if you have Joe Hayden, who's almost a well, $15.5 million cap hit, and um, Steven Nelson, who is $14.5, I guess they're, they're talking about the market value of Hilton and Sutton is some, somewhere a little bit more between 7 and $8 million. I don't know why that, that wouldn't you would take one or maybe even both Nelson and, and Hayden and retain those two guys. Yeah, and even Neil Kulong, I think, was saying on Twitter that – you could extend 
Nelson, which would be an interesting like if if it's if you just can't get both of those younger guys, maybe you extend an average to above average corner in Nelson, and that helps you with some of the money. And be like, hey, we're not going to keep. Uh, Hilton either way like somebody's going to swipe him away let's at least keep this other guy who's at a good age where he can uh, still perform maybe we could keep a couple of those guys and that would help you with the uh, continuity and with some of the salary cap but I feel like we've hit these points a lot of times over the months they're just starting to heat up and now that we're getting Steelers brass to talk about it we're getting the dates creeping up on us where we're actually going to get the answers it's pretty exciting well everybody could use a little bit more money not just the Steelers I could use some more money what's the best way to get some money Quick, put some bets down, baby, and put it at Bet Online. Football is done, but no, it's not. We're in free agency. Make some prop bets. Make some bets on hockey. Sidney Crosby, thousandth game, millionth game, whatever it happened to be. Let's bet on the Pens, baby. They're heating up. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online, so that's where I'd go. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. One thing that gives me uh, hope that uh, they'll extend Ben is I think the salary cap's going to not just increase, it's going to explode after 2021. So I was looking at a story about NFL sponsorships, and I guess we were, you know, con- concerned only that we don't care about the advertisers and television, but we care about the salary cap. Sponsors have committed to $1.62 billion in this last year. That was an actual 10% increase from a previous year, which is more than twice the usual inc- annual increase in these sponsorships. And that happened obviously before anybody knew about before they knew about COVID. Right now, they're they're asking to get some cash back, and we reported this before. What normally happens is the NFL will throw in some freebies in future games. Well, this happened so close to the end of the season, there weren't a lot of spots to give away, so there are not as many quote unquote make goods that were available. Right. One of the things that happened was cable news. Uh, so TV viewership also went down seven percent. A lot of that was was. Uh, taken by cable news, which had a 50% increase in viewership, which was understandable given circumstances during this past year. Right. There is a shift in who is advertising away from the beer pop and chips mm. to gambling. Pop. Pop. Nice. And you're talking to Pittsburgh people. From exactly. Pittsburgh. Love it. Yeah. Mm. Always was sort of resentful about the soda reference. It's sort of like saying happy holidays to me. Hey, I mean, Pittsburgh City of Champions, you might as well listen to the vernacular over there. So they are, hey, 
uh, they are now starting to get their negotiations together. They're asking Disney to double from like one and a half million billion to three billion dollars for for Monday Night Football. Now Disney's balking at that, but if it ain't double, it's still going to be a significant increase. And most of the other TV sponsor or uh, TV um, companies are stepping up to a doubling of the payment for the TV rights. Okay, so there's, I mean, there's hope on the horizon here, and you're right. I mean, the the NFL just increases in popularity every year, regardless of what, frankly, like semi-propaganda type stuff comes out with the numbers and, and people trying to say that, it, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's getting less popular when the exact opposite has shown every year by a number of metrics, right? Even the, concu- the, the, the concussion whole thing and how that, how they're testing a particular group of players for after the concussion movie came out, they tested a hundred players who were showing symptoms of this type stuff. They spread that to the general public. You think, oh, everyone's got CTE. Meanwhile, okay, I know this isn't scientific, but you look at Bradshaw and Howie and all these guys on TV and plenty of other people, plenty of other retired NFL players have come out and said, like, they're they're picking the exceptions and they're picking alcoholics and they're picking guys who are struggling with real demons and things. You're not testing everybody at the NFL. There's plenty of guys who are doing okay. I'm not denying the fact that hitting the best athletes in the world with your skull is is bad for you in some way, okay? But all I'm trying to say is that there's sometimes a perception that football is getting less popular, and that's just not true. How about this? The, the insane QB shuffling of this offseason, we've never seen anything like it. Matt, Stafford, Matt Stafford's already in uh, Los Angeles. Carson Wentz, a former, like, he would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt that one year. He's already in uh, for the Colts. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, two like, Hall of Fame-looking quarterbacks, are potentially on the move as well. Guys are moving around now, and they're talking about the NBA or the NFL becoming more like the NBA, where some of these quarterbacks can call their shots and change teams. And I've I stated last week on the podcast, I don't know how I feel about that because I I'm completely uninterested in the NBA because of that reason. There's no rivalries in the NBA. They change teams right when things get difficult for them to go join up with their buddies. I think some big NBA fans would hear that take from me and say, oh, that like, you're just not adjusting with the times. Well, you're wrong because every year we've predicted who's going to be in the NBA Finals for the past 10 years. There's once in a while an exception with the Raptors. But is there really? Because Kawhi Leonard's one of the best players of all time. He's just understated. So, yeah, they got one of the best players of all time and went to the championship. That actually falls exactly in line with my theory. Let me step back here. Let's go back to the quarterbacks and the popularity of the NFL. I wonder if this drives up the interest in the NFL because this might create more parity. This isn't where like LeBron is going team to team and just fielding an all-star team every time. You had a guy in Matt Stafford who was being wasted in Detroit for 12 years. I'd be bummed if if Russell Wilson left Seattle because I can't imagine what I would have felt like if Ben left Pittsburgh 10 years in. Like part of watching football is the love of getting to watch these guys for a long time. They grow and you watch their stories and it would suck to get your franchise quarterback ripped away from you. But in the case of Matthew Stafford, the man served 12 years. You got a whole career, and the whole country is being denied his excellence. Nobody knows how good he really is because he's played for a non-contender every year of his career. Now you get to send him to a team like L.A., who is good but great. 
they had to overcome the mediocrity of their quarterback, Jared Goff, no matter what. So, like, are they really a contender in the playoffs? Or are they, like the Seahawks, another team that was going to go to the playoffs and lose in the divisional round every single year? Well, now they might be a contender because they have a really good quarterback. So you've actually added more competitive teams to the playoff field as a result of him switching squads. Same thing with um, the Colts. They might be, if Carson Wentz can regain his old form, they're more exciting. They're a really well-rounded team than they were with Phillip Rivers when you knew, like, he can't win the Super Bowl with a 40-year-old Phillip Rivers. So the game is becoming more competitive, potentially, with the amount of teams involved. And the social media aspect, maybe more importantly, is becoming a little crazier. Because when people change teams, that creates off-season drama that's more interest in the league. I wonder if that element is also going to help bump up the popularity of the NFL. And therefore, the Saturday game. Well, viewership, although viewership was down across TV and digital, I agree. There were a lot of things that could that be attributed to. Uh, we saw the same thing in the last presidential election, and I agree. Hey, can I tell you something that's going to it's going to make the popularity of the game explode hmm. if everybody's like you and me? And that is the introduction of the Verizon's 5G Super Stadium, where they, the subscribers, oh. actually anybody in the stadium or subscribers had seven different angle camera angles at their disposal on their phone. That's incredible. So it was unwatchable. Wait for that. It, it was unwatchable that like the screenshots I saw of this and I, I yeah. haven't seen a report of how well it worked, but I saw what they what the camera angles you could choose. And it's exactly what we've been asking for. I do not need that sideline shot from a million miles away, yeah. which you see a very limited I mean, this game is a pass this league is a passing league and you cannot tell what's going on downfield. Yeah. We love that camera angle from that Titans game, also because it was so many angles of Ben throwing long touchdowns. But two years ago, or three years ago, whatever it was, when they showed the game from behind the line of scrimmage, and I understand that might be annoying to watch for a whole game, but if you're really into that side of it, like I, I would like to watch that angle the whole game. Or, even better, I'd like to have the option to watch it from that angle. The television copy that they use now is to kind of guide more casual viewers to tell them what's going on. It follows the ball. It's like, hey, look at the quarterback, look at the quarterback. Look, okay, now the ball's being passed. Now we watch the receivers downfield, which totally makes sense, and we should still have that camera angle. But it would be nice to have some other ones. So I wonder if um, – and, and is that alone? Is camera angles or are camera angles going to make the NFL more popular? Maybe not, but the thought behind it where they're utilizing the technology much more could definitely help viewers just for a better viewing experience. Well, I think people are – Coming to expect interactivity in everything they do now. Yeah. I mean, look at you guys and all the video games and, you know, you're still you creating. Guys. Well, not me. I don't care about interactivity. I just want to sit and watch with a beer. But I do like to see different angles. And this does give you an element of control like you have in other as- aspects of your digital life. What about, okay, so other things to make the game more popular. The QBs are moving. You have some technology. This is crazy. I just totally blanked. I had a group. I had a. Well, gambling and fantasy football, which is gambling for most of us. So bringing this back to the Steelers, we're basically talking about all the different ways that the salary cap is likely going to rise. And it is nice to see the NFL being proactive. Like you said, they're taking uh, more interest in technology. The proliferation of gambling, legalized betting is, is going to be massive because that brings so many other casual fans in who wouldn't uh, ordinarily look at it. What else do they need to do? They need to put Pat McAfee in the damn booth. We need to get rid of all the talking heads who suck. There's too many guys 
who are spreading. They're the, the same guys who their only analysis of the Steelers 10 years ago was Troy Palomalo, quarterback's got to watch out where he is on every snap. We heard it for 100 games in a row. Think about something else, okay? Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. Let's think. Let's not just throw out platitudes. People talking crap about Romo, at least he has uh, some enthusiasm. We need more innovation. Nate Berlinson needs to be in the booth. Ryan Clark, guys with excitement. Good point. And you know what was lost, and I had forgotten about this, that AAF introduced some technology that blew me away. Remember when they would label the receivers, the X, the Y, and the Z receivers, and you could – they superimpose that like they superimpose a first down marker on the field. Right. And you were able to understand the game. I mean, look, there's still a lot for me to learn, obviously, as the audience can tell. And I love being able to see which receiver, you know, you could see the wide receiver patterns, you know, who they were talking about right. in the melee. And I, I thought, man, at least the NFL is going to pick up a beat on what the AF uh, trailblaze. But yeah, they did. We'll have the option. That would be included to me in that Verizon package. Like you don't want that on there all the time. It can make it look messy and just not as pretty of a product, which is important. But to have the option would be great because it's such a complicated game that could get an extra group of people in there or it could take the diehards like us even to an, to another level of being able to kind of break down tape while you're watching it. Maybe maybe we wouldn't need the, the, the X and the Y things, but the, 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 the other camera angles and stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, again, just a, a higher focus on entertainment. Like there are guys like Nate Berlinson and Ryan Clark and who know, like, can we get Ryan Fitzpatrick in there when the time comes? You need more exciting announcers and you can, they don't need to be that buttoned up. Most people mute the announcers anyways. So hopefully we kind of went off on a tangent here, but I like this. We talked about the question marks of the Steelers salary cap situation for months and we still have the same questions we need a few of these dates to pass before we get some answers the Colbert interview on Ben was 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 nice to hear because it, it gave us a little more clarity on where they're at with him and where he's at with them but we're talking about the salary cap going up because the Steelers are in such a weird situation it's not like remember when they had the when Warren Sapp called them old and slow was it Warren Sapp? I think so. When that Dick LeBeau, glorious Troy Polamalu, James Harrison defense eventually kind of aged out. And it took them damn near 10 years to rebuild that defense. They had nothing. The cover was bare. They got Hayward, and then they eventually got Shazier for a little bit, but it took forever. They're not in that situation now. They're in a weird transition period with all pro players who are in their first few years of their contracts. And, you know, TJ and Minka, some major potential at Claypool and Deontay. Uh, potential, the key word. I mean, I don't think it's guaranteed that those guys are going to come out on fire next year, but having Ben would be a, a nice step for that, right? But, you know, Dotson, you have promising players all over the place. You have to make decisions, though. Where are we going to put our money? How is the draft going to fall? How flexible is Ben going to be with his money? So there is a world where Art Rooney could be right. Like, they're not going to say we're going to compete in three years. I mean, they're not, how much are they going to compete this next year? I don't know. But they could be, <laughs> in two years or three years, be a serious competitor. It's not like a knock-it-down uh, in its entirety type situation. They have some key young components and then a potential salary cap, a favorable salary cap situation coming up in the future. And I guess that's what we're trying to outline. That's why it's so interesting. Speaking of dates, February 23rd through March 9th is the time for teams to designate a franchise or transitional player. They're not Even doing the it. The Steelers aren't going to do he that. He said, Colbert said, like, yeah, we're not doing it. March 15th to the 17th is free agency. It's called legal tampering. 
Right. And March 17th is the official start of the 2021 league year. All 2020 players' contracts expire at that time, and you've got to have your, your roster nailed down at that point. You pick up Le'Veon in those couple of days for uh, half a million dollars? <laughs> yes. He's yes. coming back. <laughs> and April 19th, off-season workouts start for all teams with uh, ongoing head coaches. They're talking about – the NFL is talking about doing away with them because the veterans really liked this past year where they didn't have to do the OTAs. Adam Thielen was just on Pat McAfee's podcast, speaking of Pat McAfee, and he was talking about how the OTAs, it's a double-edged sword because without OTAs, Adam Thielen wouldn't have a career. Ramon Foster probably wouldn't have a career. The undrafted guys, this is the only chance for them to show like what they have because by the time training camp comes around, they're not getting any reps, right? The first team guys, second team, third team guys, you're not even there yet, right? So it is valuable for that. But for the veteran players, it almost damages their ability to prepare for the season. They have particular – there's like a difference between training camp and OTAs and doing a practice every day and then just dedicating every day and all your time to preparing your body for the way it needs to be prepared. These guys all have individual trainers or they go with groups. You you always saw like Le'Veon used to – speaking of him – he used to post all kinds of training videos where he would he would train with other NFL players who were in the area. But mainly they do small groups with intensified, specific regiments to get them prepared for the season. Adam Thielen was saying, look, it's not as much about looking good as much as it is about providing functionality for my body, being quicker in and out of cuts, being more resistant to injury. He did add, yes, of course, I do a beach body workout on Fridays. Like, <laughs> we're not crazy, but... These training plans get interrupted when you have to go and do an OTA for a veteran player who does not need them at all. Like It's such an introductory type of situation, an OTA, that they don't need it and it actually interrupts their workout plan. Uh, So I'll be interested to see what the NFL decides to do with that. By the way, I also heard that there's a rumor that they're never going to do off-campus training camps again. So Latrobe could be gone permanently. I I saw that Alex Cazora retweeted that from Goodell. I don't know if that's true or why that would be true. Let's hope that doesn't happen. That's a different story. Training camp's different. Training camp is go time. But everything before that, it could be more beneficial for players not to have to report for for OTAs. It would be interesting to hear from you guys about two things. One, how do you think the scenario will fall out for the Steelers? Maybe better, what do you think the Steelers should do? And the second question is, how can the NFL make the game more interesting for you? And you can hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost or shoot us an email to let us know at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye.